Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date. I am Matthew. And I'm Judah. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Just uh, living the life, you know. Uh, I think, like I always say, just banging chicks without rubbers and all that, man. Real gangster shit. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What about um, yourself? I have a cold, so that sucks. Uh, I'm still looking for work. I don't love that. Um, yeah, I don't know if we talked about that on the pod. I don't think we had a chance to. Oh yeah, we we didn't. Uh, we just jumped right into our our extended format last week and mm-hmm. did not talk about why we'd missed the previous week, which was uh, we record this on Thursdays. Uh, but that particular Thursday, I went into work. Uh, we had an all hands meeting at eleven, and when we sat down, we were told as of eleven o'clock there are no employees of this company. It is shutting down, which is awesome. Great, I yep. like a lot a lot of notice. Oh, yeah. No notice. Also, no severance. That's right, because that's what happens when the company just straight shuts its doors. Yeah. (laughs) You don't get shit. They just go, hey, you know, uh, uh, spin on it and have fun. Yeah. Oh, oh, but, you know, the executive who's telling you this is like, oh, we're all in the same boat. And it's like, okay, we are all in the same boat, but I wasn't making a million dollars a year before this, so. Yeah. Fuck you twice. Yeah, it's like how that, um that uh, Wells Fargo CEO is is passing up his $41 million bonus. But yeah. then when he's made $160 million over the last four years. So it's like giving yeah. up a year's worth of salary. But it's kind of different when <coughs> your salary is $40 because there's almost no way not to put some of that away. Uh, it would be very difficult not to have saved some of that money. Whereas if your salary is like 60000 and you miss a year of salary, you're, you're fucked. You're just fucked yeah. to death. Uh, so yeah, that was not a good scene, and we did not record the podcast that week, and then we jumped right in, uh, and initially, I had meant to use that podcast on the 15th to sort of explain and preview mm. uh, our Star Trek head-to-head format, but, yeah. um, well, anyway. We explained uh, it last week, it's fine. This week, uh, this week, I think we, we need to catch up on our tweets, so yeah. we should do a, a little bit of a mailbag episode here. Also, just give people a break so that we're not talking about Star Trek permanently. Yeah, and it gives us a good way to stay stay out of Star Trek unless it's one of the specific weeks. Right. Because no one deserves that. show's been off the air for years and years, and if it were up to me, it would probably never come back on the air. <laughs> it's hard to get excited about the idea of more new Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of this episode, I will uh, I will walk through again the episodes that we will be discussing probably next week. Okay. Um, but let's um, let's jump right into the mailbag, and because we missed the fifteenth, we're going to go all the way back to September 9th. Ooh, wow, that's like fucking three weeks ago or something. Uh, it is. It is a while ago. Uh, so, uh, on September 9th, Ryan wrote in to say, uh, "I thought the new movie was okay." They're really not sweating the Klingons much. Oh, damn it. We just said we weren't going to talk about Star Trek. Well, that's Ryan's yeah. fault. That's all on Ryan. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't Ryan's seen fault. the new one. Did you see the new one yet? 
Uh, you know, I did not, and I don't know if it's even still in theater, so yeah. I may not catch it until it comes to one of the streaming services at this point. Yeah, and not like you're going to like excitedly wait for it to come. Like, someday you'll see it on there and go, oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, look, I'll probably watch it at some point. It's... Yeah, that's how I feel. I didn't hate the first two. The they're not they're not my Star Trek. Yeah, so. because I think because of that, I came much closer to hating them. But but um, but I'll, I'll, if, I assume I'll eventually watch that one. But that, that's fine. You know, as movies, they're relatively well made. Yeah, they're not the Star Wars prequels. Yes, but they are still action schlock. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah. are indeed. Okay. Um. Ryan also wrote in on the 9th to say, The one by your house has the best chili. Oh, son of a bitch. Uh, well, normally we one... talk about how he, he visits Hooters all over the place, but this may be... this. I don't know if this is Hooters or not. I doubt it. I don't think so. Uh, I was trying to think of what this was, and I thought, Did I say something about Wiener Schnitzel? Like getting a chili cheeseburger? And I thought, no. I don't think they just Because none of them have good chili. No, I don't think they would just serve that nasty topping chili. I don't know if you can get the... I mean, they have a crazy shit now where you can get either chili cheese fries or tater tots. Right. With, like, eight different eight different topping combinations. Yeah. Like, including, like, sriracha and jalapenos and stuff, or bacon and cheese, you know, that kind of... So, but you're they're probably, trying to push that topping chili a little bit. You probably can't come in and just go, Hey, can I get, like, a, uh, like a cup of that real watery diarrhea chili? You know, it's like it's like when I get diarrhea after I eat it, it's gonna it's gonna be the same. Like it's I get it, I mean, like it tastes like chili when it's on a hamburger. So can I have a cup of it? Just like put it in a cup, and then I'll just I'll just it'll just slide right through my body. I'll have like a real oily diarrhea later. Uh, I think there's a possibility that he's we we talked about Wendy's. Like you didn't know where there was a Wendy's. Oh, yeah, that could be. I know they do, I, they do serve chili as a side or whatever. They, they have you can order just chili there. I, I did not know that they served it to people under the age of 65. <laughs> also, I find the idea that one would have better chili than another one kind of dubious. Right, what does that mean, Ryan? Isn't it just mass-produced garbage nonsense? It comes in the same bucket, like, yeah. no matter which Wendy's you are. That's what I assume, anyway. Maybe maybe there's a real artisanal Wendy's nearby. I don't know. Right, it's like, maybe it's like a paint can where you gotta, like, <laughs> jam something metal in and pop the top off, and then it's like... Here you go, it's chilly. It reminds me of, uh, for those at home who have watched um, Breaking Bad, uh, one of the one of the methods used to transport some of the drugs is in this chicken chains food, and they're in these trucks, and they're just in big buckets like that, full of chicken slop, whatever it well, is. You know that I didn't see Breaking Bad, I know. so none of that means anything I know, me. alright, but that's that's one of the ways the cartels are like transporting drugs around us. Big buckets of fast food, anyway. <clears throat> On the 10th, uh, we got a... Uh, so, yeah, so I guess uh, at that point, Ryan was caught up with whatever episode it was where we talked, where you asked, where are there even Wendy's? <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> again, I think there's one in, like, Sunnyvale, and other than that, I have no idea. Right. Yeah. Uh, on the 10th, we uh, <clears throat> we got a... We got a tweet from uh, a new listener... Oh, what? Uh, from Kyle Satterstrom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my buddy, Kyle. Who tweeted in to say... Best friends for life. At Brother Date. So, are you guys saying that Motown slash HDH were prolific and talented, or that they actually innovated new forms of music? Both, though I may not have made a good case for the innovation part. I may have just talked about how amazing they were. But, 
but but both. I'm saying well, both. It, so, so asking the question about Motown slash HDH is a, makes it a little broad. Yeah. Because it'd be hard to argue that Motown didn't bring in a new form of music. Yes. Because you can say to someone, Motown. Yeah. And you know what that means. Right. Like, it's identifiable. And it's different from other R&B and and especially from the sort of more soul-oriented music that was going on in some other areas. Right. Like, it's distinct in a way that I think means absolutely it was innovative. Yeah. Now, how innovative were Holland Dozier Holland? Well, they're, um, you know, they're a key contributor to the Motown stable, certainly. So I think they get credit for a lot of the Motown sound. Right. Um, so if we're going to argue <coughs> that Motown is innovative, you'd argue that they are. But all, all, I mean, all you have to do is listen to things like Reach Out, I'll Be There. Um, you know, some of the early stuff they did with the Four Tops and anything else that came out that year or before, and you will see the difference. Ah! Was that a cat? It's me trying to turn off my answering machine. <laughs> ah, you didn't make it! It's just serious. Ah, <laughs> oh, boo! It's just serious calling to try to get Katie to sign up for satellite radio in her car, but she just listens to podcasts. So if we know it's serious, how come they never leave a message? How do you know it's them? Uh, because my phone said Sirius XM Radio. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that explains. It. I could see that it was <clears throat> because I have the ringer turned down. I could see that the phone was ringing, but uh, and I knocked a. Uh, controller off of my desk. Yeah, dude, you were frantic. It was a straight Moesha style. You were like, I gotta uh, turn, I gotta turn this off before Moesha starts. Oh, it was. I snapped the knob clean off that 13-inch TV. <laughs> but uh, apparently, hitting the answer on/off button doesn't do anything while a call is in progress. So, right, I was unable to prevent that. Hilarious happens every time we podcast. Message. Hey, real behind-the-scenes moment right here. How do I, how loud do I sound? To me? Yeah. Normal loudness? All right, good. I just don't want there to be a weird audio issue again. Where I'm, because even though it says it's using my right microphone, I just looks really my levels look quiet. But I, I'm not worried about it. Sorry, everybody. Again, does your headset have like such as a dongle with controls? Yeah, it does. It does, for sure. I don't know if they do anything though. They no, probably they make do. me sound louder in That's your ears. That's usually what I can tell, and then I don't know whether or not it's doing anything to my mic. But anyway. <clears throat> Um, so Kyle, uh, we can talk about it sometime, but I, I do believe they were innovative, but, uh, but also just excellent. So, well, maybe this is another series we can, we can get into at some point where Ooh. you can point out oh, man. examples of their innovation. We could do the mega project that I've always wanted to do, which is to crown a yearly champion of music bracket style. So, like, this is the best music of 1961? Yeah, 64-track bracket. <clears throat> how are you going to find... Oh, don't, don't even say it. How are you going to find don't 64 good tracks from 1937? Oh, I would not start in 1937. I would leave that to somebody else. Yeah, For I mean, that's sure. what I'm saying. I don't know. I, I assume the guy would be in blackface. And so would the runner-up, Right. Or is oh, that more yeah, of a 20s definitely. thing? Is that more of a 20s thing? Eh, I'm sure some of it survived into the 30s. Okay, so, you know. 
I'm going to let somebody else handle that. But, you know, say I started in, like, 1959, and the bracket would be, like, 38 Drifter songs and some Fats yeah. Domino. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good bracket. <laughs> like, here we go. <clears throat> <clears throat> well, let's see how many episodes we get into our current mega project. Oh, right, 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 right. Which could already potentially run... Nearly. Forever. I don't know how many ever episodes Deep Space Nine ran. I I assume I assume they have fewer episodes. Well, I'm not sure because the season two of the Next Generation was strike shortened. Uh... But the the shorter of the Deep Space Nine or Next Generation runs, I guess. Mm. Well, it's going to be a while. Nearly forever. Yes. Uh, I just uh, I cannot foresee us doing 170 of those. So maybe when we abandon that project, we can start our <laughs> 1959 bracket. That's right. <laughs> That's probably the earliest year it's feasible to start. I guess you could start with whenever Peggy Sue come, came out. Right? I don't understand. Like, don't you want to do, like, three podcasts a week? Let's do three podcasts a week, a standard podcast, an ultimate music bracket podcast, and a Star Trek podcast. This no, is your full-time job, unemployed. right? Yeah, you're going to have plenty of time. It's going to be have fun. lots of time for podcasting. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, that's Kyle. Uh, Moving on. Yeah, uh, on the 11th, then, uh, Ben wrote in to say, Matt doesn't watch the new Star Trek movies, right? The new one actually isn't too bad. Brought back some of the camp of TOS. Man, so uh, we got a couple of people arguing for for the new movie. Right. Uh, so in that episode the uh, on the 8th that we released, we, uh, we addressed Marjan's claim that the original series was, like, radical. Right. Totally radical. No, I mean, I don't mean... Tubular? Not, not in the Donatello sense of the word. You mean gnarly? No, but do you mean it in the Super Mario World sense of the oh, word? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Uh, definitely in the special levels sense, so yeah. bodacious or whatever. Uh, so responding to that, Ben also heard in to say, uh, the original series didn't say anything new to the progressives of society. Uh, they said stuff in an open forum where non-progressives saw it, and then... The next day he said, okay, I guess you just said that about the original series. Yeah, that, I think that was my point. <clears throat> Maybe who couldn't handle it was the TV execs. So this was actually um, this series of tweets plus a conversation that I had with Ben where he said that it, the original series was his Star Trek because his dad watched it when he was growing up mm -hmm. was uh, sort of half of the impetus for our special report format. So blame Ben. Yeah. Unhappy uh, people. Ryan uh, Ryan wrote in also on the 12th to say, nobody likes soccer, dog. Uh, I'm going to say this once for the record, Ryan. Uh, when when I say dog, or Matt says dog, we don't spell it D-A-W-G. Yeah, what is uh, that? We, we spell it D-O-G-G after the fashion of Akewood. Yeah, that's right, man. Not to mention Snoop Dogg. Also Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg was no D-A-U-G. He spelled it every song, so it was very easy to tell. He did. So much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being Snoop D-O-double-G. Yeah, this is exactly right. And I often he, wonder on that sentence, it, I, that, that's, it's probably true. There was a lot of drama, and it probably was hard being Snoop. Oh, undoubtedly. Yeah. I mean, he's 8 feet tall and 120 pounds. <laughs> that, that in itself is really tough. He's a fragile man. <laughs> a, a, a stiff wind and, a, you know, an offshore breeze in the LBC probably would have knocked him over. Yeah. Seaside Town, not, I'm sure. Not to mention getting pimp skitters all the time. Yeah, but it's okay, though, because the party was still going because his parents ain't home. So, because his mom ain't home. Yeah. So, there you go. 
Uh, so anyway, Ryan, uh, spell it right or I won't read your tweets. Boy, uh, that's a big threat. That's like fully two thirds of our tweets. Then he says, and this was great because uh, he has now he's now asking a question that we answered okay. on the podcast that came out immediately before he asked this. But of course, he's several behind. Oh, yeah, that's always the problem. Since he's behind, he will ask a thing that we address later. Uh, serious question. Who sings harmony on the theme song? Oh, yeah. So something something happened. Something happened in the around episode 15 of this run where people started thinking, man, who is who is this mystery who artist is singing that? Whose whose musical styles are blowing my mind? Did they get Dido? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, we tried. Tried really hard. Uh I actually shot for T-Pain first. I guess he's busy holding like a holding a goblet and having a hat with like piano piano keys all around it. That sounds right. Probably. Um yeah, and then Dido uh, also a no-show. We asked Biersk Biersk would not was no, not available. She was not interested at all. Did you know <clears> that Augie's pronounced like Oka? Oka? Oka. Like okra without the R. That's that's lame. Yeah. Uh, that's As you can tell, I pronounced it Augie because I said Augie's pronounced Oka. I didn't say Oka's pronounced I, Oka. I, I knew that it was actually more like Aga or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, how about Agaga? I, was it like Agaga? I knew it wasn't Agaga. Okay. That's my favorite one. Rage. Page and Rage are like kind of understandable. Like maybe the A kind of looked like an R or a P or something like that. It must be a typo or whatever. That's got to be a typo. But Agaga is a rough one. Is, is Agaga. <laughs> so our dad's name is Augie, and uh, you always knew when it was a... Well, you knew it was a telemarketer for a couple of reasons. One, he does not go by Augie. That's correct. And two, they no one no one can see this Danish name, which is spelled A A G E. No one gets it right. I've never had anyone get it right. <laughs> no, but Agaga. But uh, it's, it's, uh, can I speak to uh, Agaga? Yeah, that's a real panic move. Like they panicked. They yeah, were no, halfway through you... and didn't know what to do. I don't know. I guess I can load up Double Dragon and you could talk to the screen. Right. Like, let me go get my Atari. <laughs> Or I don't know. Maybe he's he's one of the guys in Final Fight. Probably. Maybe probably. I'll just load up Final Fight. Yeah. Uh, Mister Mister Agaga. <laughs> he's one of the guys that hangs with Bread. I think it's Bread and Agaga. That guy's name was Bread. Yeah, Bread. B R E D. I don't know what to make of that. Whose name is Bread? It's it's supposed to be Brett, but it bet- it got translated into Japanese and back, and they effed it up. Yeah, yeah. It became Breadu or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, on the 13th, Ryan wrote, don't hate on being the 8th wheel, dude. Oh, fuck. I, um, I don't know. Don't know what that means? I've, I don't know. Not everyone wants it crispy. Not everyone wants it crispy. I don't know. I mean, Ch- I, I may have said that I don't like bacon too crispy. Oh, there you go. It was bacon, yeah, for sure. Uh, then he says, I've always enjoyed the songs of Biersk, which he spelled... Oh. B or SHK, so right. you two have a wavelength in common. It's just really time delayed. That's right. He'll, but he'll enjoy that when he hears you say Biersk. Yeah, many weeks from now. Knowing that that tweet is upcoming. Okay. All right. Uh, my favorite song by anyone named Chris, in fact. Hmm. Any ideas what that one could mean? We were definitely. Uh, did we talk about MC Chris? Could his favorite song by anyone named Chris be that Super Mario Brothers song? Maybe, unless it or was I want, Vet? I want Candy? I don't know. I, w- <laughs> I want Candy. Bubba Gummer Taffy. <laughs> uh, 
That's incorrect, Ryan. Your favorite song by anybody named Chris is Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. That's everyone's favorite song by someone it's, named Chris. Uh, his, because his guitar notes are so, so good. Oh, then they're all whaley and everything? Oh, yeah. so whaley. I got so hard listening to that the other day. Well, oh, that's perfect. Uh, on the 14th, Ryan Ryan wrote in to say, Matt, you have to stop talking about how much your wife loves fucking. Wow. I don't even have the tweets up. It's kind of amazing how this is working. <laughs> I think it's established that although the Twitter handle is at brother date, I am the one who gets and reads these tweets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that's absolutely yeah. the truth. I, I have, have given you the password. You could. In fact, you've made a tweet from the account. From this from from this account? From Brother Date, I think. Wow, that's crazy. I don't even remember doing that. Maybe I was yeah. I was drunk. I don't know. Uh, look, uh, sometimes I talk about I don't know fucking if you because have ever said the sentiment that your wife loves fucking, uh, but I definitely agree with the core concept that I don't want to hear you talk about bedroom times with your wife. Yeah, the only time I bring up bedroom times actually with anybody is when I'm talking to you because it makes you horrified. Of course it does. Horrified. Of course it does, sir. Yeah. Like we were banging last week. Nope. I mean. A rockin'. Nope. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I will quit the podcast. <laughs> but we'll still do the Star Trek one, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. I got so much to say about Star Trek. Yeah. Now we're just we're invested in this project. <clears throat> uh, um, on the fifteenth, he wrote in to say the rooster or the roust. <sighs> uh, is that part of a folksy wisdom that I don't know? Yeah, dude. Um... What's good for the rooster is good for the roust. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's right. I, I and I understand exactly what that means. Yeah, I think it's pretty, pretty intuitive. Pretty clear from context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I have no idea what he was talking about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we we played a little bit of the rooster from uh, from Big Boy's side of the speaker box, Love Below. Yeah, but what I don't. But but what's the? But I don't know part? what that means. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a lyric in there. Ugh. Um, when I change him, he's peeing. I think he's pissed. That's in there. That is a lyric. That's one of them. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Moving on, I guess. Uh, on the 17th, Ryan again wrote in to say, uh, at Brother Date, I saw Smash Mouth at Music in the Park downtown. <laughs> well, uh, we probably did cast aspersions on anybody who went to see Smash Mouth at any time and probably said they deserved what they got. No kidding. Um, they, first of all, they do. Um, based on that video that you made me watch, I'm glad, actually, that you that you let me watch where everyone was throwing bread at the guy from Smash Mouth and he was not happy about it. Not yeah. happy! I cannot, I cannot explain how much my favorite part of that is just the rest of the band continuing to play the intro to All-Star. They play that intro for a long time. Over and over again while he rants about bread. (laughs) Lecturing everybody about how they were ruining the concert for everyone else. And I I was laughing at that until I realized, no, these people came to see Smash Mouth and they they probably are ruining it for them. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Anyway, though, uh, that guy had like a heart attack on stage last week. Oh, really? Yeah. Very topical. He's He's not dead, but... Did he do that just for us? Could have been. Does he have a Jaw Rule light in his house? He probably does have. The Jaw Rule light probably went off. Do you want to explain the concept of the Jaw Rule light? Uh, one time one of us said something about Jaw Rule. This was fully ten years ago. <laughs> it must have been a million, yeah, like a million years ago. Uh, and the idea that someone was talking about him was already so absurd <laughs> That's that right. we posited that a light probably went off on a map in his house showing that someone was talking about him. In case he felt like he needed to get there. 
Yeah. Did you did you did you call me? Oh, that sounded like um, kind of a little bit more like Petey Pablo. Yeah, you, you Petey Pabloed that for sure. Whatever. Yes. I played some Petey Pablo in the car for Marge on the other day, and she was not happy. Uh... She was not happy at all, which was surprising to me because he said North Carolina. Right. He said it. Which, I mean, that makes people happy. Yeah, I, I mean, it makes me happy. Every time. Uh, so, I mean, most of these tweets are from Ryan. Let's just keep going. Yeah, sure. Uh, on the 18th, he wrote in to say, I didn't realize the writer's term was trapdoor, but I like it. Now, that is a writer's term for, uh, like, a special section of floor, or, mm-hmm. like, maybe a gallows. Yes. That can fall out from under you. Yeah, some people get trapped in it, or it's fall kind of and a die, trap. or whatever. It's odd because it's not... It's not so much like a typical door. No. But there are some kinds of doors that are flat, like a cellar door. Sometimes they'll, like, hide them under a rug or something, so you can't really see it right. coming. Um, um, but yes, that is what writers call those. Yeah, or maybe they'll have, like, a switch on their desk, and then, like, it'll be, like, a bad guy. And he'll be, yes. he'll flip the switch, and, like, the good guy will fall into a trap door. That kind of thing. Um, <laughs> on the 20th, he wrote in to say... Uh, because Ryan went to, Ryan was also in the JROTC in the same school district as I was, but he went to a different school. He what? went to Prospect. Oh, boo. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know why I care, but I don't care. Uh, now I feel special that we had our own dedicated JROTC classroom. No, it was cool to have the shuttle emulator <laughs> in there. It's military related? Maybe those guys were in Air Force ROTC. And I kind of liked the drafting style tables. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, good for you. Yeah, it was fine. But, yeah, no, good for you that you had your own JROTC classroom. Yeah, what a fucking brag. Jeez. Nobody likes uh, a braggart. He wrote in to say he's ready for more quizzes. So we mm. did add some structure to the podcast last week. Uh, he is not there yet, but maybe when he gets there, he will. that will satisfy his desire for a podcast where we don't just bullshit. Yeah, which is... That's pretty as much effort as I'm willing to make, unless it's a special project like this amazing Star Trek podcast series. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, and on the 20th, he wrote in to say, well, ship's list, not y'all. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. Now, that made my, my face light up, like, uh, in a huge smile. You, uh, you're because you're ready to fight. Well, because this, this is, um, this is not... It's not correct. It's not correct. His correction is wrong, and that fills me with with weird glee that only a German person. There's probably a German word for yeah. So the like, joy wait. you get when someone corrects you with a wrong correction. I bet it's a lot of words all mush, mush into one yeah. big German word. Uh, uh, hold on, let's start with this. So, do ships list? Ships do list. Okay, so that part is fine. Uh, it is not a normal condition for a ship to list. Yes, obviously, yes. You don't want your uh, ship to list. It is almost always a, a very bad sign. Yes. You better get uh, back to fucking dock sometime soon and get that shit fixed, because uh, you're going under. Listing, however, is a rotation around the axis that in terms of planes is usually called roll. Mm-hmm. So a list is a lean. Right. Around the front to back center line of an of an object. That is correct. Uh that is a roll, not a yaw. Right. The yaw is a, when you go kind of side to side ish. 
a yaw is a motion around the top to bottom center line, right. rotation around the top to bottom center line of a of a craft. Um, that is uh, that would happen when you applied rudder. Now, in ships at motion, when you apply rudder, they do sometimes list. Well, no, they don't. I'm sorry. They roll in response to that. It's right. not a list. A list is a stationary yes. uh, property. A, a ship that is moving and rolling with the waves or because of a turn is rolling. It is not listing. Okay. Listing happens when a ship has become unbalanced, either because some of its chambers have taken on water or cargo has shifted or something like that. But again, it's in a completely different axis than yawing. Right. So. so just wrong. Yes, suck on that, Ryan. Wrong for two reasons. This is why I like our relationship since I moved out a million years ago of, our, of the apartment we grew up in. Because uh, this, was a, this was a problem. When I would say a thing that, that wasn't right, you're not good at just being like, oh, that's not right. Oh, <laughs> and, man. and then just letting it go. <laughs> you well, know? that's hard to hear, but it's probably true. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not just like, oh, all right. You're like, all right, I got to tell you why that is wrong. Because that is wrong. Because you did tell me you were pretty excited to get to this one. I was super excited by this. Yeah. I mean, so Ryan worked at the port for a long time. He should know better. I'm sure he, um, I'm sure he felt like, uh, he caught us in something and he was just going to send in a correction. Um, he just, he just goofed on it. You blew it. Yeah, oh yeah, in this case, it's totally his fault, because he was trying to correct us. Yeah, that's that's right. uh, uh, A list is uh, in the same axis as a roll, not as a yaw. Yeah, can't do that. Cannot do that. Don't do it again. Or feel free. Whatever. That said, uh, ships in the ocean probably uh, don't really use the pitch, roll, and yaw terms to describe those motions. Right. The way that airplanes do. But I don't... I don't see why. I'm sure this came up because we were talking about starships. Yeah. And oh, I probably think... we were probably talking about a famous uh, evasion pattern. <laughs> That's correct. Where I said, I believe I said that the ship lazily listed to the left, and that maybe wasn't correct. And then you probably said that it had, um, yawed. Yawed. Uh, probably. I mean, a roll wouldn't do you any good. Yeah. <clears throat> it's probably a combination of a, a little bit of pitch and a little bit of yaw. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I don't. I don't feel like there's any reason to use nautical ship terminology to describe starship motions. But well, that's just because of the way they they, refer they behave to much more like airplanes in that they have three dimensions of movement. Yeah, but they always refer. To, I think they like to they like to pretend it's like a nice fleet, like a like a navy. No, but in I, space. Organizationally, that makes sense, yeah. and a ship with a thousand people on it certainly is a stronger analog to a an aircraft carrier than it is to an airplane well, of any type. Well, what about the giant enemy airborne fortress? Well, but that's a that's a whole fortress. Sure, but I'm, essentially that was just a big plane, right? And I could see you describing that thing as listing. <laughs> yeah, as especially if you took out some of those engines to, from the back. Became yeah. unbalanced and started to go down. Oh, I would yeah. say it is, it is probably listing. Fuck that, that motherfucker up. Oh, and by the way, um, I never bothered to learn any of that terminology because I always turn it on arcade mode, where it just does what I tell it to do, and I don't have to worry about yawing it and rolling it. I right. just turn, and it, tur- it turns. It, it decides <coughs> how much roll. And uh, Yeah, I was super excited, and the next day is when we did our first uh, Star Trek podcast. Yeah. 
It wasn't so a good time. We though. did not do the mailbag, and I've just been sitting on it for a week. All right, all right, okay. All right, what else? Uh, so now we move on to uh, comments from Ben that came in after the pilot, after that episode aired, and hmm. comments from Ryan who still hasn't caught up. Okay. Uh, so Ben said, uh, compar- comparison of pilot episodes, great. All I right. feel like this is rigged to always go TNG's way, but well, what if you consider movies? So I don't know, did he not? I think he must I thought have. We were pre- he, this might have been early in the episode. Yeah, I think maybe he heard the intro and then went, oh, okay, well, this is good. Because we did declare the man trap the winner. The man trap, which is a very ordinary episode, still better than those pilots. Yeah. Uh, then he wrote in to say, oh, but what if you consider movies? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to either. There's a couple of reasons. One, there are only the three series of movies. Three. Um, oh, you're counting the new reboots? Right, so, yeah. and there are only three of the new ones. Yep. So, the series would be, we'd have to declare a winner after three episodes and then move on for second place in case it was going to be the next generation. Right. Um... The Next Generation movies are pretty bad, so they that's probably fucking, why he suggested this. Fucking horrible. Really bad movies. Um, but half of the original series movies are also pretty bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, I get it. Even the good Next Generation movie, the one that people like. Is, um, which one is that? Is that First Contact? That's First Contact. Boy. Uh, it, it's not that good. It's not as good as 2, 4, or 6, right? It's not as good as 2, 4, or 6, okay. no. So there you go. I mean, I think that pretty much... Uh, it. it may not be as good as 1. 1 has a lot of problems. Yeah, it does. But uh, 1 would have scored fairly big on our rubric for having a take. Oh, probably. yeah. It was highly conceptualized. Right. Um, and probably some stuff for world building, too. Yeah. Uh, and maybe even characterization. But it definitely execution. <laughs> execution it is, big, it is very nothing. slow. It is, it's one of the slowest movies ever made, that especially is a, if you watch the 212-minute director's cut, which is all I watch. That really is a hard watch. That's a tough <clears> one. <throat> tough one to um, sit through. Yeah, so, yes, First Contact isn't as good as 2, 4, or 6. Hey, uh, we are back on Star Trek again. God damn it. Everyone's Star Trek comments. Ugh. All right. Um, so we're probably, it's probably not worth doing as a separate project. I don't know if it would... I mean, at some point, we're going to run out of the original series. Yeah. It would be weird to be like, okay. On to Star so Trek 1. Yeah. Now we have Best of Both Worlds, yeah. and then whatever those equivalents are in the other two series, the other three series. Uh, and now Star Trek 1. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah. And look- Best of Both Worlds is a bad example. Let's assume it's actually Menage a Troy. That's <laughs> right. For, uh, I think if you want to hear about the Star Trek The Next Generation movies, you can always just go to Red Letter Media. Cause that's, oh, he's I got... 100% recommend the Red Letter Media Mr. Plinkett reviews of the Next Generation movies. Yeah, he's got the best take on those, <coughs> I think. How come, he never did the original movies, did he? He never did that's get around to doing the original movies. They haven't put out one of those in a long time, but then they must be pretty big projects. But they but they were cruising along for a while. I mean, they were coming yeah. out. So now they've got they have like five other little short series that they I do instead, like which much. aren't as interesting. Yeah, but like doing a two-hour movie review is daunting. Yeah, again, his review is always longer than the movie he's reviewing. Yeah, so. um, but usually makes excellent points. Yes. Uh, ben went on to say, "Ooh, there's a spreadsheet involved. Uh, Can yeah. the loyal listenership vote too?" Ooh. Um, 
I think the loyal listenership can vote. However, you can only vote if you've seen all of the episodes. Oh yeah, all five, right? Yeah, I don't care. I don't care if you. It's not just a TOS versus TNG contest. So, if you want to watch all of the all of the episodes from the from the pilots and tell us which one you liked best, I will put it on the spreadsheet. That's right. And the same is true for any of our listeners. Um, although so far, as far as I know, Ben is the only one who has listened to that episode. <laughs> well, I, Marjan listened to it. She did. Oh, Marjan. Um, he says he doesn't think that original TNG T, uh, that must be supposed to be TOS. Yeah. Fans thought that TNG was ruining TOS when it first came out. He said it felt more grown up. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's my question. Was that my question? was because i i definitely feel that way about the later series that have come out i feel like they've tried to ruin everything that comes before them and i was wondering aloud if maybe people felt the same way when the next generation came out if it was ruining the hist like the the universe of tos but i think it was different because it's set afterward so when you're doing shit in tng you're not necessarily <coughs> ruining any of the stuff that happened in tos right whereas deep space nine is set Contemporary. Contemporary, as is Voyager. And then Enterprise is set in the deep, deep past compared to the others, and that's a real problem, because everything they do in that fucks up everything that happened in the other ones. Yeah. If you care. If you care about continuity. So. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Probably some people didn't like it, but I, I it was it is a very different experience. Yeah. Um, uh, ben also says, add an element that takes into account just enjoyment factor. Mm. Uh, mm. Um, I, I would rather I, I try to that in break the... it down. Like, what is it that I enjoy about this? Yes, and I'm including that in execution, world building, characterization, and to a certain extent, having a take. I yeah, because like... if they have a take, and I just think the take is stupid, or I don't care, <laughs> or whatever, like I don't enjoy that concept. Then it is getting penalized for me. Just like yeah, I think we said a, a couple of times yeah. that they were doing some characterization work in an episode, for instance, but we didn't care for the characters that yeah, they were building. We thought it was dumb, so it's sort of baked in there. Yeah. I think when we express surprise at the outcome of the scores, that's not like we're saying, "Oh, we got it wrong." Yeah, because I, I do feel like. I, of those, I liked Man Trap the most and what it, Broken Bow the least. God, like, that was a piece of shit. It kind of made sense with the Broken Down. We'll see as it continues. Again, it, I we was, may come to a point where we realize we've missed a criteria. Yeah. I was more surprised just before I had watched them versus after how I felt about the TOS episode. That's all. Like, after I watched it. The scores were correct, because I did right. enjoy it the most. But before but, like, I watched it, I was like, oh boy, I gotta watch these TOS episodes again. And then I actually came out of it, and I was like, oh no, that one was better. Oh, and you're like, ah, oh, it's the f- it's fucking salt vampires. <laughs> I remember this one. Oh, salt, salt vampires. Oh okay. shit, the salt vampires are Yeti? I totally forgot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, the the thing may need tweaking as yeah. we go along. Um, but I, I think enjoyment... I'd like to get at the root of why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why we enjoy a thing. That's right. More than just saying, well, okay, On according to the criteria we've established, this one is the best, but I actually like that one more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
that I think is the end of all of the Star Trek talk. So oh, now boy. we get into the time shifted Ryan tweets. Uh, this is actually I enjoy these a little bit because I have it's kind of like a guessing game. It's a quiz in itself. We have to a go back bit. and try to figure out what the fuck's going on. Uh, so on the twenty second at Brother Date, how dare you slander Sim Earth? Sim Earth was garbage. That was one of the worst games ever made. It was I, like the most boring thing you could ever put on a console. Now we only played it on the Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the computer game was sensible in some way that this one wasn't. Yeah, I don't. I think it was just autopilot. Didn't you just push start? Uh, I don't remember any of the. Look, we never felt it was good enough to buy. No, 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 no. So it was not one of the few Nintendo games. No, no, we owned like thirty Nintendo games. Oh, Doug, that was not one of them. You want to know a weird situation? Okay. Does this ever happen to you when you remember you get like a flash of a memory of when you were a kid, but you have no idea where that place was or why you were there? Yeah. I remember that game on somebody else's TV in their living room, but I don't know whose living room it was. I don't know anything about the rest of the situation. Huh. Like, I can picture what the room looks like, but I have no clue who that was and why I was there. In was I kidnapped? Flash, in this flash of memory, is anybody doing anything to your butt? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Was I kidnapped and I just blocked out the rest of the details? Because I don't remember any butthole play. At all. Huh. Well, if there's no butthole play, then it was probably just one of our friends' houses. Yeah, Maybe just... it was one of my friends, and that's why you don't, like... It's just weird. Could it, have, could it have been at... Well, I suppose if it was at Leov's house, you would know. I would remember sure that. I remember Nintendo playing friendly. all the video games at that place. But I don't think he had Sim Earth. No, he had a computer. Like, I remember playing Ask Eliza. <laughs> yes, yeah, so do I. <laughs> I just don't remember. Eliza, my dick doesn't work. Wasn't it Igor's? Because I don't think he had a Nintendo. He had a computer. Or that's where I played. Uh, Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> it's great for a Russian 10-year-old or whatever to have that uh, game. <laughs> we played Wing Commander at our cousin Zach and Lair- and uh, Flint's mm, house. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it was out there. But it's weird. Mm. I just have a weird flash of somebody's living room that other than that memory, I don't, I don't have any other memories of that place i mean it could have been like if it was one of my friends it could have been maybe justin heschler or, could be. Or, i don't know yeah, anyway. anyway but does that ever happen to you where you have flash of memories and go actually i have no idea where that is uh because that one baffles me well nothing's jumping out at me but, okay <laughs> well if you ever but, have it just let me know i will i will okay. i know you're you're worried that you have a psychological condition of some kind yeah i started a support group for it but it's really hard to get people to join because i don't know what to call it uh, on the 23rd, where I wrote in to say, at brother date, now I'm trying to remember how Leyte Golf went down. Oh, well. Uh, well, we we won. Long but in a story. Weird way. I mean. Yeah, it was uh, both sides fucked up, and in that situation, we had the advantage, you know? Uh, yes, right, because the Japanese were very hard-pressed and trying to orchestrate a huge final battle, and at the end of the day, the commander of one of their task forces kind of lost his nerve. Yeah, AP worded out for sure. Um... Oh god, there are ships over there! He... The dog, he, that was the point. That was the plan. Probably he was confused about who he was fighting. Yes, he was. But uh, I thought... The, but here's what I never understood. The but it whole, was supposed to be a decisive final battle. Yes, the whole plan was to go in and fight to the death. So... Right. No matter who's on the other side, like, that's the plan. In fact, the plan is to get as many of the enemy ships as you can on the other side. Because you're trying to win a decisive battle. Uh, anyway, there Ugh. were... There essentially were... Three major engagements. Uh, in the central engagement, 
a bunch of escort carriers and destroyers uh, came up against sort of the main remnants of Japan's battleship fleet. Yep. Um, and some escort carriers went down yep. as a result of this. But at the end of the day, that Japanese commander turned and fled. Yeah, and we did inflict some pretty serious damage on their on their battle fleet. Yes, and as a result, we were able to land troops in in that part of the Philippines. Yes, in the other the... part, well, I was just gonna say, in the other part, their decoy force totally worked. Right. So their plan was to draw off the um, American carriers by exposing their own uh, remaining carrier fleet, which had no in, fucking planes or anything in the on north, them. which was a decoy fleet. It yeah. had no planes. Yeah, uh, and. As it happened during, uh, as the part of the weird fleet rotation system that was in place at the time, the fleet was under the command of Bull Halsey, <laughs> and he ran right up there after him. Because he was uh, a crazy person. He was an insano, a real insano. <laughs> Which again... But the, but the men of the fleet liked him for some reason, because he was like a fighting admiral. This is one of those things we talk about all the time, which is apparently in the 40s, it was just cool to be, like, completely irrational and nearly insane. Like, that's uh, what was just cool. So he went up there after him, and he left some sort of confusing dispatches on his way, like, yeah. if needed, we'll assemble this task force. But it wasn't... He didn't dedicate the ships to it, he took them with him. Yep. So then when when the escort carriers got into trouble they were like hey we need that we need that task force where's that task force yep and by the, then the message got up to him <laughs> but on his flagship the new jersey the guy who decoded the message left some stuff in that he shouldn't have yes so the message was supposed to be uh where repeat where is task force 34 yeah but the message that was delivered to him was Turkey trots to water, GG. <laughs> where, repeat, where is Task Force 34 RR? The world wonders. <laughs> Which is all now, code. It's code. It's not literal. Everything before the GG and after the RR yeah. was just there to prevent. Uh... So those messages were vulnerable to being decrypted, that type of message, if you didn't put that padding at the beginning and end. Yeah. Because then they could look for common phrases, like sincerely or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So they put a bunch of sort of random padding at the beginning and end of the messages so that it would be harder to decrypt. But this right. guy left that stuff in. And when Halsey read that, <laughs> he had he like took a fucking the fit. He took the world wonders as a real serious criticism. Yeah. Uh, apparently, and by the way, I'm not reading any of this. I've just read that story so many <laughs> yes, times that yes. I know the message that was sent, including Here, the padding parts. I know turkey trots to water. Yes. Do you want me? Do you want me to give you Halsey's account? Sure. I was stunned, as if I had been struck in the face. Halsey later recalled, "The paper rattled in my hands. I snatched off my cap, threw it on the deck, and shouted something I am ashamed to remember." And he let out an anguished sob. Right. <laughs> that is the guy they put in charge of the entire carrier force. The whole fleet. He was the whole third fleet was his fleet. Because that's who you wanted back then. You wanted the insane dude, and if you were not insane, they criticized you by calling you an electric brain. Right. So they rotated. So like every 6 weeks or something, the same ships 
mm-hmm. were either the third fleet under Halsey or the fifth fleet under Spruance. Spruance, who was an electric and brain. Spruance was cool under fire, so and which people thought was pretty disgraceful and unmanly. <laughs> right. So they referred to him as electric brain. <laughs> Real insult. Whereas they loved Halsey, the guy who got so mad that paper rattled in his <laughs> hand, so he was shaking violently. Shaking with rage. He threw his a hat on the ground and yelled fuck or something <laughs> He's very ashamed. and then wailed yes. this is his own account and by the way widely corroborated yes now imagine how much that inspires the rest of the senior staff to be sitting there watching this guy just have a total meltdown about what he considers to be kind of a dick message that he got yeah like it's not the end of the world that he got that message it's just no. like he thought it was a criticism, and it wasn't even. Uh, to read more about uh, about Halsey, I recommend the excellent book Halsey's Typhoon. Yep. About the time he steered the fleet into a typhoon. <laughs> By the way, there was a second time he steered the fleet into a typhoon. Well, he got the nickname Bull for a reason. Yeah. He was a fucking idiot. So, uh, so Ryan, that is the abbreviated what went down at Leyte Gulf. This is why, I swear, this is why I am always a nonfiction person. You cannot make up the things that I have read about in histories of World War II. Like, you could, if you made them up, people would think you, it was like a silly farce. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, that's better than, there's nothing in Battlestar Galactica that matches that. No, nope. No. And and furthermore, if it happened in Battlestar Galactica, you wouldn't believe it. That's right, you'd go, that's garbage writing. (laughs) What is this, melodrama? Yeah. But no, that was the the real commander of the fleet. Yep. I mean, he wasn't the... Nimitz commanded the Navy, but you know what I mean. Yeah. That was his fleet. Yep. That's right. That's who you give all that shit to, all those carriers. You're just like... What could go wrong? Anyway. Uh, on the 27th, Ryan wrote in, once again, there is nothing wrong with seeing Smash Mouth. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> think Ryan, we had not re- seen or responded to your comment, so... <laughs> That's um, right. You remember that you are listening time-delayed. Did he say there's nothing wrong with seeing Smash <clears throat> Mouth The World Wonders? Because <laughs> I'm going to get pretty furious. What he should have said was, turkey trots to water, <laughs> GG, there is nothing wrong with seeing Smash Mouth, RR. <laughs> The world wonders. Uh, no, Ryan, I would agree that there's really not much wrong with seeing Smash Mouth at Music in the Park downtown, which is free. Yeah, I mean, if you just went there to see other stuff. If you went there like, to see Smash Mouth, there's still something wrong. It's a bummer. It's a bummer that you saw Smash Mouth, buddy. Yeah. But yeah, like if you were there to see something else and Smash Mouth came on and you were like, oh boy, should I just go home entirely? And, and remember, we were on the ground floor with Smash Mouth. We know Nervous in the Alley. That's right, we do know it. And again, I told you, my old VP, he used to be in Smash Mouth. Yeah. He's an inveterate liar, so he was not. But he claims he was in Smash Mouth, so. <laughs> this is, um, alright, let's just, let's let's burst through this. Right. Uh, yesterday, Ryan wrote in to say, I'm up to hot takes for what it's worth. Oh, I don't know which episode that was. As episode 18, so this is, we're oh. recording episode 22. He's closing in. He's getting there. Although that Star Trek uh, one's gonna be a real, that's gonna stop him up a little bit. Yesterday, he said, uh, you know damn well which robotic trance I'm talking about. Ooh. Buddy, I don't even remember that you ever <laughs> talked about a robotic trance. Not so, only do I not remember what what reference you're making, <laughs> I don't remember the tweet. Um, he, um, 
he said something about one of us, which I can only assume is you, because he and I have not spent that much time together, doing some kind of robot dance at some event or something. And you said on the podcast that you didn't know what he was talking about. And he just doubled down. The wife and I can't hear the trance part without thinking of your robot arms. Yes, your robot arms. And then... He said on the 24th. Yeah, and you said, I don't know what that means on the pod show. So when he heard that, then he had to double down and say, yes, you do, instead of actually clarifying what he's talking about. All right, Ryan, so two weeks from now, the trance part of what? (laughs) That's right. And what do you mean by my robot arms? (laughs) We were never able to figure it out. So I don't really pop and lock. So will he clarify, or will he triple down and just insist that you know? Yeah, I guess. The world wonders. Did we... Did we ever talk about Mr. Roboto or... I don't know. What, the what trance part. Trance? That's what he's talking about. The trance part. And I'm always like, oh, I I don't know. I don't know. What, the trance part of what? I don't know. Yeah. No idea. Uh, Matthew, two minutes ago he tweeted. Oh! Oh! Still on hot takes. Oh. Strong assertions about the worst of Star Trek. Well, buddy. The, oh, buddy. Take, yeah. Wait. Wait for it. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh... And until he tweets again, since he is obviously currently listening, mm-hmm. we are caught up on our tweet That is amazing, because there was yeah. a lot there. There was 52 minutes. Now, I mean, if you get talking... First of all, if you make a correction mistake... Yeah. Or if you get talking about Leyte Golf... Yeah. There's something to engage with there. Yeah. Oh, and that's good. I like that. Please tweet us things that we can talk about, because I don't want to have to fill... Gee, I mean, even just filling another eight minutes seems like kind of a challenge. Yeah, it's like, what are we going to talk about Ugh. in the next eight minutes? I mean, I guess we could talk about pens. Yeah, let's talk about pens. Um, so you've had a real bad week as far as pens go? Yeah, so I had one decent pen. Again, I think I told you. It was one that I was using for work. It was a Bic Pro Plus. It's fine. I don't uh, know what that model is. Uh, it has a real nice cushy grip on it that I enjoy. I but it writes just kind of average. It just It's fine. It's nothing. And I stupidly asked you the question, forgetting that you had told me recently that you were big into fountain pens lately. Um, <laughs> Not lately, by the way, for over a year. Right. I stupidly <coughs> forgot all about that, and I was like, I was just mad because I was trying to find pens online, and they kept trying. To, everything was like, "Oh, you can get sixteen different colors," and I'm like, "I don't want sixteen colors." What? So I wanted to ask you, do you write in blue or black? Because that's what everyone writes in, and I don't <laughs> know why they would offer me all these colors. I don't. I don't ever right. need to write in orange or any of these other fucking colors. And then I, uh, I then destroyed I remember- your mind by immediately answering, I usually write it in blue-black. Yes, I, well, now we got to get into it, because this is, this is something <laughs> I have not, I don't understand this. So, right. all right, so, anyway, I, w- I was working with this Bic Pro Plus, and it, it dried out, it, went, it, it died on me, ran out of ink. <clears throat> I have a whole cup over here, just full of pens. I went through a dozen pens, trying to find one that didn't write, like, a total fucking piece of shit right and failed and they're all ballpoint pens yeah yeah all ballpoint pens and all just shitty they all wrote but they all wrote really shitty and i just i was just throwing them away because i'm not even gonna fucking deal with it yeah do you know how smoking cigarettes is like you're doing damage to yourself but each cigarette is not very much damage and you're sort of not hurting anybody else kind of easy to justify yeah, so it's like writing with a ballpoint pen is the same. You're not hurting anybody but yourself. You're not hurting yourself much, but it's... <sighs> the only scenario in which a ballpoint pen writes well mm. is on that glossy-ass paper they use for receipts in restaurants. Yeah. On, on 
that leather pad. That's right. Is that why that pen was invented? Is that, that a restauranter pen? Only scenario in which a ballpoint pen actually writes well. Otherwise, you have to like, well, you have to like jam it down with way too much force, right? So that you leave indentations in like the next three sheets below it. That is the reason for my hammer fingers, I believe. Uh, gross. And then <laughs> I, just, I don't think that's a thing. I think I made that up. And then, uh, and then it's like still blobby and inconsistent. Yes. Which I hate. If it works at all. I like a nice, predictable, consistent stream. Right. Kind of like when I'm peeing. Yeah. So that there, uh, it is a crime. It's a, it's a true victimless crime in the sense that you're only harming yourself by using a ballpoint pen. I just don't understand why an adult human would ever do it. All right. Okay. So you're, you're a little bit more advanced on this. So let's back off a little bit. First of all, back off a little. Okay. And let me finish my damn story. I, can I finish one damn story? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, I'm sick of looking online for all these multicolored fucking pens and shit. So I stupidly ask you if you write in blue or black. And what did you tell me? Uh, Usually blue-black. Okay. But my current pen is loaded up with J. Herbin's Lié du Thé. Right. Which is a kind of watery brown. It means tea leaves. Right. And leaves are the stuff that's left in the bottom of a cup of tea. Yes, if you're listening, not tea leaves. No, tea, not yeah. tea leaves. Yeah. yeah. Tea leaves. Uh, and I'm like, oh, all right. Well, now I got like 50 questions. Because none of this has, I've never heard any of this before. I don't know what blue black is. I mean, I can guess. <laughs> but I don't it is know exactly what it, what it sounds like. Yeah, it's I, a very dark blue. Right. And, uh, and I certainly have never. Uh, ever had a pen that drew in any shade of brown. <laughs> right. So, all right, so tell me, let's, I don't want to go, oh, shit, well, this is going to go two hours, isn't it? Um, Could be. Well, well, you're about to engage me in a subject which I am very interested in. Because you have a strong opinion about pens, but you must not have always had this opinion. So when did it occur to you that you uh, should well, do better on pens? So, pens... Uh, I have never liked pencils at all. Me neither. Hate them. So, uh, the only time I've ever used them in my life is on a standardized test that required them. Yeah, dumb school stuff. Um, this was true even when I was a math major, which was unusual. Right. Is that because... Math majors usually don't use pen because they like to be able to erase. Right. Because math's hard. Yes. And, by the way, I make made plenty of mistakes it's not that i some people no, dude, thought it you was were like so confident move. yeah you're so confident you're like right. fuck it i'm going straight to pen not only that i'm going straight to chisel let's chisel the <laughs> motherfucker in if you make a mistake with a pencil then you have to erase it which takes like 15 seconds and gums your paper up yeah it's not clean usually it's not great so if you are using a pen and you make a mistake, you have one option, Cross. right? Which is I just draw a line through it. That's right. Just a single line through whatever wherever the mistake is. And that is so quick and easy. And sufficient. No one's going to look at that and not understand what's happening. Right. And it, yes, no one, especially no one in, uh, in a math class is ever going to say, oh, oh, you made a mistake there, but you caught it. Oh, God, you put a line through it. That means it's a factor of 10, right? <laughs> right. Um, so that, uh, that's actually way better than erasing to me, as long as you're okay with the idea that someone might see a mistake that you made. Right. 
which never bothered me much in that setting. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I didn't even do well in trigonometry, so I have no math case for pens. Right. So, but, but that was most of what my writing by hand was by the time I was in college. Like, by then, we had a computer at home, so... If you were writing if, words, you would right. be writing them with a, with a typer. And I have a good memory, so Keyboard. I'm never, That's what it's I've called. never been a prolific note-taker. Okay. So, the only time that I, I really write wrote in those days was to do math, because math is hard to do on a computer. It just doesn't have the right symbols and... Yeah, and the interface isn't as easy as just drawing just draw the symbols. Right. So, so, um, so at that point, uh, by then I knew... Uh, ballpoint pens were garbage. Right. Okay. Let me clarify. So I've always, I've known for a long time that you had preferences about pens. Right. But it feels like it's gone to a new level, and I'm wondering how much of it has to do with disposable income, or the passage of time, or <coughs> if you had a bad pen incident. Um. Oh, geez, I mean, it's it's probably all of those things, but like. <laughs> Because uh, now you're on, like, a whole new level. This is, like, a different... You're on a, yeah. another level of pens. Even in college, like, I mostly used a Pilot Precise V5, which is a rollerball. Mm-hmm. I like those. And uh, it's a fine pen. I would still use that today, no problem. Uh, at some point, I got into gel pens. But it seemed like... Like, 15 years ago, gel pens were just, like, glittery metallic colors. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, like, that was the only thing you could do with gel pens. Right. But at some point... I started to get into uh, the Zebra G301s. Mm, yeah, the G301s. Uh, Everybody knows they those have well. an aluminum body. So they're not, like, flimsy. Oh, yeah. Okay, are you, like, the Hulk or something? Do you sometimes just snap plastic pens in half when you're writing with them? I know oh, you I have to draw like... hard, but... <laughs> I don't like them, but it's like, also, you carry them around in your bag everywhere. Like, I took the bus back and forth to college. And... Right. I don't know. Bus crashes are pretty common. Anyway, I got into the... <laughs> you don't want a bunch of ink in your bag because you got in a bus crash. Again, thanks, VTA. I see what's happening here. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, anyway, it turns out that a gel pen, um, which is just a ballpoint with a different type of ink, by the way. Yes. The technology is exactly the same. Uh, and the rollerball, too. They all, they all three have the same mechanism for getting ink onto the page. They just have different types of ink. Mm, I'm not fascinated by the technology. Okay. <clears throat> which is why... It matters to me what the ink is. Uh, I got into those, and then um, there's a Japanese stationery store called Mido. Okay. In uh, Santana Row. And while I was there, I started looking at uh, fountain pens. Mm, I've only ever thought of fountain pens for, like, fucking fancy writing. Is it for, um, like, you could only write poetry or something. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but a fountain pen is a liquid ink pen, like a rollerball. And, um, but unlike a rollerball or a gel, it doesn't have that ball, so you don't have the... Like, you have to push down a little bit to get the ink to flow. Okay. And with a gel pen or a rollerball pen, it's not nearly as much as with a ballpoint. With the alcohol-based ink in a, like, a Bic. Yep. But with a fountain pen, the ink is just sitting there on the tip, ready to go. And just gravity and capillary action pulls more ink down. Gross. 
So you're not like inking one side of the ball and then rolling to it. You're saying the, that pen is much more vascular. Oh, it's a, thank you. <laughs> is that what you meant? Yes, it is a vascular odyssey. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I so I started trying those out. I got a Pilot Metropolitan, oh. and um, it's like super smooth, and you don't have to press down at all. You just it just you just have to put the pen in contact with the paper, and then as you glide, the ink comes out. And if the pen works correctly, it's just like a seamless flow of ink. Right, kind of like the um, the Pilot nineteenth century banker. That's my, that's my. That's pen your of pen of choice. Yeah. You carry it in the same pocket. You keep your pocket watch. Well, like a different compartment, same <coughs> pocket, different compartment. Uh, so yeah, that Japanese stationery store. But I don't like going to Santana Row. Uh, and the, so then eventually I found this site, Jet Pens, and that's. Uh, yeah, I noticed you have your own uh, fucking fancy pen distributor. Uh, this is my stationer of choice. Yeah, I was very surprised, because I'm just trying to Amazon it, right? I'm like, uh, yeah, so, oh, what do I got on the Amazons? Yes, yeah, so you asked me a question like, it, what color ink do you write in? <laughs> yes, because I was angry, because I wanted to make a point about how nobody writes in any of these colors. So why is Amazon telling me I need a 16-pack of 16 different colors of ink? I thought first, I was like, oh, it must just be the outside of the pen, because I wouldn't have any reason to have these otherwise. And I went in, and I was like, no, they're all different ink colors. And not like different shades of black and blue, like 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 purple and fucking orange and silver and f- it's like wh- I don't need this. Who needs this? Who needs it? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, people who people who are artistic and also teenage what? girls. Okay, yeah, teenage girls. Fine. We know none of them are artistic. Uh, so I'm just I was the mad ones who about have been it. vaccinated. I was mad about it, but then I was calmed a lot by the conversation that we were having about pens. <laughs> well, I, look, I just want to say that I feel like I provided a really good service. You did. I, I, I purchased you, some pens. Are you looking for a thin line or a thick line? And I, I told sent you, you pictures of writing samples of various pens and links to the pens. You were extremely helpful. That's what I'm saying. I was very calmed by by the conversation we had. I told you I you would think I would want a nice thin line because I make nothing but lists of numbers. And I'd pack as much onto the page as I can, and I would think like a nice, thin, fine kind of line would be what I prefer. But for some reason, it's so much more satisfying for me to write with a nice, bold, kind of heavier uh, line. Yeah, you're gonna like that Uniball Signo. That's what I figure. That's what I figure. But I bought I bought the fountain one too, so I'm kind of um, <coughs> I'm gonna try them out and see what I like. But okay. um, but yeah, dude, I pl- I placed orders for sure. I'm in. But yeah, there's, I don't know, I don't know why there's nothing as frustrating in my life as using a bad pen. Ugh, I got so pissed off this week. Like, I just, it's, I just, when I'm struggling to get a ballpoint pen to write, or it's writing ugly, or I have to go back over something to make it legible. Yep, I hate it. I just like, I'm not, are we gonna live forever? <laughs> just, I'll just slow, slowly wasting time, just little bits here and there, just being chipped off. Just, I want a pen that lays down ink at the speed that my hand moves. Yep. And consistently I... and reliably, and that's why I like liquid ink pens. And that's why I had to ask you how smeary they are, because I don't want to stop to let anything dry. I want to keep making my lists. Yeah, a liquid ink pen can smear a little bit, but your right-handed shouldn't that, be a yes. big problem. So that's the main, but I do go, I, if I go to the line right underneath, if I go too fast, uh, I, some of my hand can touch the line above a little bit, but anyway. 
Uh, well, the good news, if you read those ink reviews, uh, drying time is one of the things they review. I, yeah, I did notice that. So, okay, so by themselves, I could not tell the difference between most of those blacks, but then at the bottom, they did show you all the blacks next to each other, and that was helpful. Because yeah. once I saw them next to each other, I, th- I had very strong opinions. It <laughs> turns out you do. Yeah, about which ones were black enough and which ones were not and the right kind of black. Some of those and I would never blues write with. Or, or even blue blacks, they do the same ink comparisons for those. Okay, so jetpens.com, everybody, yes. if you want to. Well, I don't know. For Probably for most people, it will be one second of looking at it and then gone. no, no thanks. Dog, I straight but, up signed up for the newsletter. Yeah, but for me, it's like a 45 <laughs> minutes, 45 minute minimum trip to jetpens. <laughs> so that is the official podcast recommendation of the week. Yeah. They're based in San Jose. Um, they import a lot of stuff from Japan where apparently people are still pretty serious about stationery. It's actually only Japan and Germany now where people care about stuff like this. Goddamn Axis powers. Yeah. What a fucking surprise. You're in with them again. I do have a German uh, Lamy Safari pen. It's it's pretty good. It's a little too fine point. Okay, but your all-time, your all-time number one pen, if you had one pen, all purpose, okay, so not for a specific task, just your one pen that you have to use the rest of your goddamn life. We're going to end the pod show on that. What is the pen? This is the Uniball Signo UM-153, probably in blue-black. There you go. All right, everybody. All right, keep tweeting us. That took up so much time. Tweet us 50 more times before the next time we do this. That'd right. be great. Um, as a reminder, next week we will be doing another uh, another Star Trek rundown. Yeah, we will. I've part some... two of our special report on which is the best star trek i've got some outstanding notes already uh as of i the only one i have not yet watched is the enterprise one okay i will uh i'll get to that before next week the episodes are for the original series charlie x oh boy that is a great one i mean classic at uh, least it is a classic and i do I consider these episodes classics because a lot of times I've started to watch the original series and then just dropped off? Like, Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure I was napping through them at this point yet. Is this a classic because this is one of the episodes I've seen the most, whereas if you're like, uh, what's the last episode? Turnabout Intruder or something like that? Yeah. I've probably seen it a couple times. Anyway. Charlie X for the original series. For the next generation, we have The Naked Now. Oh, boy. Which is interesting because we're going to see The Naked Time pretty soon in the original (laughs) series. Essentially an original series episode in TNG. Right. Um, For Deep Space Nine, we have Past Prologue. That is air order, not production order. That's right. Have fun. Uh, For Voyager, we have Parallax. Same, Same comment. A sarcastic have fun. A sarcastic have fun. <laughs> and for Enterprise, we have fight or flight. So there you, go. you have a week to watch those, or I guess you could take as long as you want to watch them and just hold off on listening to the next episode until you're done. Yep. And again, if you um, want to vote on the pilots, watch all the pilots and let us know what you're thinking in terms of our scoring system. Yep. And we, I, I promise that I will keep track of anything you send in about that. I like spreadsheets. Where can they tweet us? Uh, you can reach us at BrotherDate on Twitter. We also uh, are at BrotherDate.com. The, hold on, Matt. This just in. Oh, boy. Is that a tweet? One minute ago from Ryan. Oh. At BrotherDate. I think the ratings feel differently about Inner Light. The ra- uh, the I think we said Inner Light was stupid, but people like that one. Yeah. It is. Because it- it's 
because it's touching to them. It's mad stupid, and I did not find it touching. I watched it recently. Yeah. So. Uh, but we'll see in 200 weeks. <laughs> yeah, a million weeks from two, now. We 220 out. weeks. What episode is Interlight Sky? Be like episode 110, Well, it's right? in season five, so it's <coughs> deep. It's deep. Yeah. Deep in there. All right, everybody. All right. Uh, thank you very much. Peace. Or, and you will see the difference. Wow! Was that a cat? It's me trying to turn off my answering machine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't make it! Please subscribe.